Gaming Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Controlling transmission. Divided by a thousand miles of barren wasteland, two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. Now, your gaming uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus, yeah, okay. a man on wheels, and a yeti with a modem, Jamie and Tommy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Gaming Uncensored. And I'm still trying to get over the fact that uh, Tommy apparently got a haircut. <laughs> and of course, he's sitting over there. What's up, man? What's up, man? I, I got a, I got a trim. It, it, it wasn't much, uh, but uh, enough that uh, the little girl had to bring it up. I've known you a really <laughs> long time. And when your little girl says you're dead, that they, they, you got a haircut. My dad got a haircut. I was like, wait, what? And it was like two weeks ago. Like she's seen me plenty with like it's just so random, but that's but she hasn't random, seen which me. is great. Exactly. It's just like the funny things that connect in their heads. <laughs> like, oh, I haven't talked to Jamie in a while. He probably wants to know my dad got a haircut. It's just like the most random I love kids because they're just so ridiculous. Like we spent probably 20 minutes. With Genevieve before the show. And it's the most, like, I have it on the front end of my recording, at least my side of it. Mm-hmm. We really should put it up because it really is, like, the most absurd conversation. It really is. Because she can't really hear me. <laughs> and she doesn't realize that the guy that she's looking at, I don't think, is an actual person. <laughs> and so it really is a really strange conversation every time we have it. But yes. I love it. It has been a long time since, she, since she's seen you in person. And so yeah. it is a little bit abstract. You are kind of just the the man on the screen at this point. Yeah, she is not. She doesn't remember the last time no. she saw me in person. It's so two and a half years, or more than that. More than that. That's been a long time. Probably three, three and a half. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. So yeah, we gotta get y'all together sometime. So yes, we do. Um, We've been talking about that. That might have. actually happen. Yes, the exciting things happening uh, in the uh, world of gaming uncensored, which is good I, because we haven't been here for like two and a half weeks. So very, very, very exciting things. And with with that being said, we need to say thanks to the Patreon guys because we really need their money. Yes, um, uh, we we definitely appreciate uh, their support while we are uh, taking unintended breaks. Uh, so thank you, Cabbage. Uh, cabbage, excuse me, Cabbage. Cabbage. 
Thank you, Kevin, Jose, Dark, <laughs> Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kamas, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, uh, Sam, Andrew, and Luke. It's been so long, I forgot how to do this. Uh, we do appreciate you guys, and we appreciate you sticking around uh, even when uh, we we take, again, some unexpected time off <laughs> and and uh, continue to support us. I do have to mention, too, our, our boy Andrew uh, right there on the list also sent in a segment we'll get to uh, on the next show about Steam Deck, uh, which I'm super pumped about. Um, so yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be mm. hearing from Andrew soon on, on his thoughts on the steam deck. Out of curiosity, did you hear the segment that I submitted I did. to Google? <laughs> like, you know that, uh, yeah, we're, we're still using yeah, our voice you, Google, like. Don't shut down our voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, yeah. we have a voicemail line. It never gets used. It, once upon a time, that thing was hot. It we was got, like, voicemails constantly, and that that's got out of style apparently because we're old. Yeah, we are, but you really should use that. Yes, five oh nine game two ten. By the way, <laughs> give us a call. I'm an old man. Okay, here's an old man thing for you. Okay, I'm an old man because we've had that number for so many years that I now consider it ours. Uh, right? Yeah. Right. Like, like it's a point of pride. Like. Not only do we not want to give it up just in case somebody calls it, but it also belongs to us. Like, yeah. it's our number. Like, every time I see that email, I'm like, oh, no, I don't think so, Google. Yeah. They're like, phone numbers are a valuable resource. And if you're not, we're like, screw you, man. This is ours. It's our valuable resource. It is. It's really an old man thing, but that's how I feel. And if I have to call every... 15 days yeah. and tell them to go to jump off a bridge. <laughs> I will do that. I really will. A hundred percent. I agree with you completely. Uh, by the way, if you are enjoying this and want to support us on Patreon, you can do that. Go by gamingunsensor.com and click that become a patron uh, right <laughs> there at the, uh, the top of the page. Uh, truly though, we do appreciate you guys uh, a ton uh, and, and for sticking around. Um, all the time uh this these past few weeks just the start of a semester for me and and i got underwater real fast <laughs> and so well we're getting back up above water now which is a good thing i love that you call it an unintended break because i've been doing this long enough with you to right. understand <laughs> what the end of august means so i knew this was coming and if i had been a, a good host of this show I should have put something up that said, hey, he's about to get real busy, even though he says it's all good. Uh, but I didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. my bad. It, it's how it happens. And and we're yeah. here. We're going to talk about some video games today, uh, which, by the way, we've got tons to talk about because a lot's happened uh, in these uh, couple of weeks, including Gamescom. And so we'll uh, we'll give a, a good chunk of, of the uh, show to stuff at Gamescom. Opening night live at Gamescom uh, is a big mm -hmm. uh, production with Jeff Keighley and, and all that. So we'll talk about some of that stuff, even though it's old at this point. Everybody knows it. You get our two cents on it. Uh, but some other uh, news as well. Uh, new NVIDIA cards coming. Uh, rumors of a Nintendo Direct 
correct in what that might include. Uh, we've got uh, some new cyberpunk stuff coming, believe it or not. Yeah. That's still, uh, still happening. Uh, we've got the uh, the PlayStation Plus games for September, which are pretty solid yet again, uh, as they tend to be. And, and a few other things we may or may not get to. So go by the show notes, gaminguncensored.com uh, to see all the, uh, all the news uh, that we talk about and some that we don't talk about. We do have a lot to talk about because Gamescom, I'm not going to say was a big deal. (laughs) Uh, It wasn't a huge deal because there was really only about 20 games, uh, I think, that that were really big. But Gamescom was, 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 I'm I'm so glad that it's there because it's one of those conferences, it's not like E3 that we get to take off and spend time doing we really should when we get to the point where where you retire and i just get to be a semi-famous crippled (laughs) we we will spend a week uh talking about games around the way that we do e3 because it's a huge deal yeah Uh, i'm and and i i have to say i just sort of like launched into it here but but one of the things that really struck me, and I've told you how much I really appreciate Jeff Keighley and all the effort that he puts into this stuff, but man, there's some awkwardness with every one of those shows. <laughs> of course. I yeah. mean, they're just, they're just awkward. And yeah. there's nothing he can do about it. But I... I I've been coming up with a phrase for it for the last two weeks. I've been trying to think of what to call it. And every time you have one of those awkward Jeff Keeley show moments, the only <laughs> thing that I can think of to call it is a VGA moment, right? <laughs> like, yes. that, that's what it is. It's a VGA moment where yes. you're like, okay, yeah, there's the video game awards rearing their ugly heads right there <laughs> yes uh a hundred percent i think that's a really good way to uh to think about it especially in the context that those awkward things happen often around like sponsors or sponsored yes. hits or something like that it's like what was it uh I, there was most one. most want the the most awkward thing about about his opening night show was was the like three awards and they were the the most wanted games yeah those were weird and i was like bro like <laughs> who voted on this who came up with this like yeah it's like you just pulled it out of your hat like i need somebody to sponsor something so here yeah yeah it's uh uh mostly solid a little bit awkward. Uh, the one that I remember more clearly was at his, I think it was Summer Game Fest with The Rock, right? That The Rock yes. had like the energy drink that he was hawking and like, just like, it was like, what is going on? There wasn't, I don't feel like it was quite that cringeworthy, but there was one sponsored thing that was also, I don't remember. Anyway, and I, I, it's mostly solid and my goodness, do I love Jeff for doing these things because he I, is I, legit do, good we, at it. We, we cannot, we cannot say anything about Jeff anymore because the thing about jeff is despite the cringeworthy moments that exist in every show he is better by far than everybody else 
Yes. Right? Like, he's better than the four IGN people that, like, what do you people actually do for a living? Or the GameStop people that's like, you get paid to do that? What do we have to do to get paid to do this? Just better than all those guys. Yep. And and I'm not talking from a writing perspective. I'm talking about from a production perspective. Like, I, I think it's got some really good writers. They always have. Yeah. They know how to write an article and put it on a website. But from a production perspective, Jeff Keighley is really good at what he does. And especially event production like that. Like, uh, you get some really good package video content from IGN or GameSpot, and they do that stuff well. But putting together, like, a live show, like, yeah, it, it just, it always feels super, either super contrived or, like, they didn't put any thought into it, right? Like, it's just the, right. the, uh, the, the exact opposite ends of the spectrum. Whereas Jeff can both put it on in a structured way that feels like it's well thought out and still make it feel like he's just a dude talking to you you know and right. that's uh for the most part he has his moments where it's not great <laughs> most of those are when he's doing the stupid little like ad sponsor stuff or trying to like do banter with a uh a, a developer or something like that that they obviously prep beforehand uh-huh. that stuff just never comes off like very well regardless of who it is <laughs> but when he's just talking to somebody like he does a great job of that and it's compelling and it's interesting and and that stuff's fun and and there was a lot of that during opening li- uh night live <laughs> at gamescom and we can't say anything because we don't put any thought into this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I mean, we are on that end of the spectrum, obviously. So yeah. that's uh, we we we're pretty squarely right there. So. We we have to say I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but there there is a potential, uh, maybe maybe hopefully that that uh, the first day of October we may be actually on live radio again. Uh, for a little while and the reason i bring this up is we haven't prepped for this show in a long time i'm pretty sure we'll prep for that (laughs) yeah i think the last (laughs) time we put in serious prep was the first time we were on the radio (laughs) we spent six weeks prepping our very first show yeah i don't think we've spent a combined six weeks prepping (laughs) in the 17 years since then or whatever neither one of us neither one of us since that point has spent any time at all in the library, you have but only country wise a librarian. <laughs> right. Other than that, you ain't going to a library. This is but this we- is how old this show is. Like nobody uh will be surprised at it by this point. But maybe, maybe not. But literally, our prep work for our first show was sitting in a college library, scrolling the internet on a, a public computer. And finding articles on back then, it was Slash Dot that we used, yeah. and, and old school Dig when Dig was cool. Yeah, uh, and I'm trying to remember. That was even like pre Reddit days. Like it was, yep. it was old school stuff. And then printing it out and having physically printed copies of news stories and yep. like highlighting and like all that stuff. And that's where we started on yeah. dial up internet. And I really like. I, I am really like legit nervous and excited because if we get to do that, it's not a lock at this point, but if we get to do that, we've been doing this 17 years and, and this 
it, I'm talking about the fact that I think this is what keeps us both sane. I don't know how it is that it keeps you sane, but I, I have to have it. I'm like, I, somehow, some way, it keeps us both sane. For sure. Right? And, and but the thing with this is, this is comfortable. When, when, when we go live on the radio again and like, there's like 8,000 people actually listening live, it's like, oh crap, <laughs> I even gotta pay attention. We know you people are out there, but we've given you some really bad content. You're still here. So, you know. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I am a little nervous and, yeah. uh, we we've been thinking about this for a couple of weeks and and the 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 what makes me feel really old just to wrap up the really old portion of the show is that the radio station that we started on is turning 50 this year that's wild and they've invited us all back to uh sit around and talk about how old we are essentially, <laughs> essentially yes uh, so, which is uh, cool, back, but we're old. Yeah, yeah, it is. And back to Gamescom, I I gotta tell you that Gamescom to me, I thoroughly enjoyed because, especially this year, was a lot of developers, not all, but a lot of developers that you don't normally hear from. Yes, right. Yeah. Like they're European developers. That are out there, but they may or may not be able to get to E3. They've got good games, but they may or may not have the budget to get them out there so that you as a gamer can see them. And that's what I really like about what Gamescom is. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. It's just a different view on the industry than uh, us Americans typically get uh, living in our Americanized bubble. Uh, so to get out of the bubble a little bit is really nice. Of, of course, Tokyo Game Show also does a good job of that. Um, uh, and then there's actually PAX West is happening, I think, next week, like just yes. maybe this week, like just coming around the corner. And so, uh, it, it, you know, it's a good time for can, gaming right now. Just lots of information coming up. Can we reiterate that there's enough of this stuff going on now that you and I could do this? all year every year and not really run out of stuff yeah like there's three months in there it's a little dry but for the most part you know there's stuff going on all the time which is way different than when we came up yes yeah for sure it is a a whole different world uh than than when we got started for sure so uh all that said should we talk about some of the stuff that happened at uh gamescom Let's uh, do just it. Jump right in here. Uh, so, uh, games from opening night live that again really was where the announcements and that kind of stuff were. Um, there were a lot of them. Uh, we're not going to go through all of them, but definitely pick out some of the uh, highlights uh, for us here. Uh, both that we're excited about or <laughs> that we're not, and are interesting to talk about. Uh, so they started like launch of the show thing was this game, and I'm putting that in quotation marks because I don't really understand what this thing is called. Everywhere. 
which I saw somebody explain as like dreams on PlayStation meets Grand Theft Auto, which I thought was a really good potential explanation for what this thing is. The developers came out, kind of talked <clears> about <throat> it. And even with them talking about it, I still have no idea what it is. It's, you know, like this, make your own story. You live in this world. And it's it, I, like it, even the art style changes where it went to like pretty cartoony to real, like photorealistic. And I'm like, I, I have no idea what y'all are doing with this. I I have been thinking about this for two weeks, trying to figure out how to describe this game. And I think I finally got it, and it just came to me 30 seconds ago. <laughs> it, it's it, And it's funny because it's stuff that's been talking about that, that people around uh, the things that I do have been talking about forever. Uh, you know I work in Second Life, but when I saw this, I thought, you know what, this is... The this is Second Life 2.0, and there there will actually be a Second Life 2.0, and so so don't go out there and <laughs> tell Linden Lab that I said this this is it because it's not. But that's what it that's what it looks like. I remember back in the day watching Leo Laporte on the screensavers talk about Second Life, and part of the reason he was excited about it was that he could have virtual land and, you know, run around in a dune buggy. Right. And that has stuck with me <laughs> from, you know, this whole time because that was 1990 when nobody had, you know, not 1990, but six or eight when nobody had internet. Right. And he's talking about this second life thing. And now I've worked in it for 13 years and know what it actually is. And that's what, that's what it, jumps out at me is they're trying to be this world where you can just sort of do and be whatever you want to do and be. Yeah. You know, baby. Yeah. I, I, it's as, as good of an idea as I have. I, I just have no clue. <laughs> like the whole thing is like, uh, yeah, I, I'm so fascinated by it. I want to see what it is. Like, I want to get my hands on it. I don't know that it'll be fun per se, you know, but I'm intrigued. So they've done a good job at that. I'm just making it interesting. So, uh, it's well, not, let's, let's say this before we get all that. It's not going to be fun for us because there's lots of different games out there like this that already exist. I hate to tell these people that, but I've got two nieces on Roblox. Right. Neither, neither one of us have ever spent no. time in uh, second line zero interest to me I mean like I mean Fortnite's a little different but that's kind of what Fortnite's trying to do sure uh, I, I mean you, it's everybody is trying to find a a playground yeah, for so people to play in. That's it. That's an interesting thought because, and, and now we're going off on a tangent on this, but I, you've got my gears turning now because I feel like there's been a lot of these kind of virtual playground spaces for the generation <laughs> younger than us, right? Yeah, uh, or even like, yeah, anyway, generation younger than us. Like uh, Minecraft did that. Uh, Roblox is doing that. Uh, 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 Fortnite did that. To where like. I remember because Fortnite's, I feel like, is it as relevant as it was, you know, four years no. ago or whatever. But like when it was at its peak, like 
that's how kids hung out with each other. You know, like they would be like, hey, let's play Fortnite at each, or, you know, at our own houses, but together on Fortnite. And that's like how you chilled and played games together. And that's, you know, very much not how we chilled and played games together because we didn't have online gaming when we were growing up. And so it's such no. a different kind of generational thing. And then Roblox uh, uh, is obviously doing that now. Um, but again, not for 40 year olds, you know? And so is it that this could be a playground for 40 year olds, which is a terribly awkward sentence now that I say it out loud, (laughs) but you get what I mean, uh, this kind of virtual community space, uh, or uh, do us 40 year olds just not care about having a virtual community space. And and it, it seems dumb. See, here's the thing, because there are no there are no 20 somethings in second life i i mean there are you'll find a 20 something here or there but most of them are are 40 to 60 yep. or 80 plus i mean they're <laughs> older people there are i mean the the man that i have worked with for 13 years is 92 <laughs> Right, like he's ninety-two, and he goes into these to these virtual worlds and deals with college professionals <laughs> like yourself that may or may not be retired, uh, and and so even Second Life is not really a place for young people. It's it's our age group and up. Yeah. When I when I find somebody that is forty something, I'm like. Why? Why are you here? <laughs> um, you know, because because to be honest, what what Second Life is, and I'm, I'm using this because I it's hard to explain to somebody that doesn't use it as an environment every day what it is. But what it is is a meeting space for cripples and old people and people with phobias that don't want to leave the house. That's what Second Life is. Yeah. Right? In a nutshell, that's it. And so I don't know that even people our age that do what we do really have interest in a world like this. I really... But, but at the same know. time, you're kind of making the argument that there is a market for it because there are people on, on Second Life. Yeah. And, and I, again, it's... Uh, maybe not our exact demographic, but it's a whole lot closer to our demographic than what Roblox is trying to do. Right. Right. But, but like one of the, like I've never got real into second life. Uh, and especially at this point, one of the reasons for that is that it is it as compelling visually, right? Like it looks right. pretty dated. Um, yeah. and, and so if you had something that was more just modern visuals, like that might attract some people who would be interested in something like second life, but are kind of turned off by it just being a little dated at this point. Right. Um, and so maybe, I don't know. And again, I don't even know that that's what everywhere is, but it's the best thing I could think of. I think you're right on that. Like who knows, but it's fascinating. The thing with the updated visuals. And I say this because I, I'm recording this show on a brand new Mac studio, right? We love this Mac Studio. You you got to use it for like two seconds, and I know enough to know that you're really glad that we have one because we'll 
come up with some sort of production use for Mac Studio at some point, and that's exactly why I bought it, right? But but where the Mac Studio is really flawed is when I fire up the 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 second lifestyle stuff, my rig at my parents' house with the GTX 1080 in it that is five plus years old does a better job with the Second Life environment <laughs> than my brand new Mac Studio that I paid two thousand dollars for. Yeah, and I'm I'm talking about I'm talking I'm not talking about just a little bit better. I'm talking thirty frames per second. Yeah, depending on where your quality setting is, right? And so. And so that's my issue with if that's what something like everywhere is, like how do you get it where it's accessible to everybody? And granted, this is probably going to be a bigger deal on consoles than it will be on computers, but that's where the visuals really get you in trouble because, yeah, you can make it look good, or you can put a uh, hundred or a thousand people on a server. You can't do both, right? Yeah, to an extent. But I mean, I think Fortnite has shown. I don't know what the the cap is on Fortnite. How many people they've got? But you know, they've done like these virtual concerts and that kind of stuff in Fortnite, right. where I imagine there's a bunch of people. There's ways you could work around the tech to make that happen. Exactly what yeah. it looks like. Who knows? But again, I don't know that that's what everywhere is trying to do. But maybe. Yeah. anyway it's fascinating and we'll be seeing more of it i'm sure uh, a couple other announcements uh dune is getting uh an mmo open world survival this. mmo <laughs> like i hate this I, I just yeah i kind of had the same like i was like "Ooh, dune that could be cool and then they were like open world survival and i was like oh mmo <laughs> you know like it just like tanked i was like a dude game like in theory could be really really awesome a dude open is, world survival MMO is not my interest at all. Can you look and can you look while we're talking about this to see is Doom's Fast Wars on Game Pass? Because we really need to play that. I because I wasn't really that interested in it, and then I heard Jeff talking about it. And the reason I bring this up is because Dune has the potential, and it was when we were kids, because the books came out, and and I read six of them. There's like twenty of them at this point. It gets so convoluted, like right. it's game. It's <laughs> like Game of Thrones on steroids, right? Yes. Uh, and, and I read six of them, and you probably read a couple. Yeah. Uh, it it it. Dune had its time where it, it was this big deal and now it's coming back around and I saw the movie and the movie's good. Yeah. It's not great. It's good. Uh and and I'm wondering how they're going to squeeze the Dune story into two movies when it's when there's like 30 books yeah. and you know. Yeah. I I I have no idea but but this is the time for a good doing something and an online MMO is not what I want. Yeah, no, I agree with that a hundred percent. Spice Wars could be uh, 
cool. It's in early access still, so not on Game Pass oh, at okay. this point because it's on early access on Steam. You can go buy it 30 bucks on Steam for early access, which I'm not going to do, obviously. Uh, no. But uh, it's a good chance that we'll see it land on Game Pass uh, when it's in its full release. Um, and uh, an RTS Dune is kind of a cool idea, but it's also yes. not necessarily what I'm looking for. You know, like I but, want that real narrative driven like experience because i loved the books when i was younger you know like that was that was my experience with it and so that's what it is in my head and so at rts cool at mmo not our thing but whatever but neither of those kind of genres to me captures what made dune cool when i was 13 or whatever it was and just going back to what i said back in the day when we were reading the books uh, a dune rts was the first thing that I ever played on a computer. Yeah. Like, I, I, I played it on like an 8088. I don't know if you remember that. You should look that up and I'm see sure. if you can find the original. I bet I played it too. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, but that's what it was. It was an RTS. Think Starcraft. Yeah. Just smaller, you yeah. know? Yep. Yeah. Um, Came and, out and in 1992. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so. Very much. I, I mean. <laughs> It's it's crazy. It's taken thirty years to come back around, but hey, it worked for Maverick. So right, you know. Yep, no, uh, that's fair. <laughs> and, and, and solid reboot, solid movie. You know, uh, again, not not the best movie I've ever seen, but solid movie uh, and and a cool franchise uh, that has potential to do cool things in the game world. Eh, this is no. not what i'm looking for so uh sony is releasing a new uh dual sense controller a more customizable their pro controller is called the uh edge dual sense edge has got swappable thumbsticks and all that kind of stuff which is like uh, as somebody who uses a, a standard controller for you not even using a standard controller uh it doesn't really matter for me who uses a standard controller i just i'm not the market for this like i get people who are i guess that are going to spend well over a hundred dollars for a controller that's like customizable for what different types of thumbsticks i like put a controller in my hand and if i you know can get around it i can get around it and if i can't like i can't you know <laughs> like it just like this idea of like these really customizable controllers is something that just my brain doesn't quite wrap around well here's what happened when i saw it i got excited and immediately texted ken from warfighter engage for two reasons one because i went on a massive rant during the show and talked about them the last episode that we did and i was like hey dude i gave you a plug and also, here's this controller that Sony is put out. He takes me back and he goes, Sony controllers are a nightmare to work with. <laughs> yeah. He said, they are awful. And I said, well, take a look at this and and see what you think. And I will buy one if you guys will, mo will modify it and let me know what it's going to cost to get something like that done because what i thought was i don't care about the controller but if it's a modifiable base then hey we got something to work with yes exactly um, that does open up a lot of accessibility things when you have modular elements to it which is potentially cool whether yeah. or not we can do that in practice we'll have to see but i'm glad you've you've got them already kind of uh, uh wheels turning on that because it could be cool 
Definitely. Yeah. Uh, we saw more Callisto protocol, uh, which is still like uh, freaking awesome looking at something I'm, I'm just not going to touch. It's just it's too much for me, but I dig it. So, I love so it, but not my thing. So here's the thing. I, I, I like it more. And after what I saw this go around, I feel like we have to play it, but you're going to laugh at why. I really like what they did during Gamescom. And Sam, I know you're listening and he's going to laugh out loud. I dug this because it was less gross. <laughs> like, like I get that you could be gross and I get that you're stuck in space and I get that there's all these monsters and I, I, I get all of that. But... Every time I see Callisto Protocol, it's like, look how gross we can be. And I was really impressed with this because it was like, okay, here's our game. Yeah. And I'm kind of watching it going, okay, yeah, I can maybe play that. Yeah. Yeah. They showed off a new mechanic that they hadn't shown before, at least to my understanding. That was about how uh, enemies can kind of mutate if you don't kill them quick enough. Yes. They kind of mutate into harder versions of themselves. And so it gives you incentive to be quick. And if you're not, you're going to be having harder and harder battles uh, over time, which is a, a cool mechanic. And it was a very cool visual how the enemies kind of mutate. They got bigger, you know, <laughs> like uh, even more weird, terrifying creature things. Uh, I don't know how to describe it other than that but it was a, a, a cool visual again i dig it and i might watch somebody play this i just that's it, not my thing unless, I guess it's unless, not. unless there's a story there like i i don't i i don't want to just get in and kill nasty monsters right <laughs> I, I still think i still think on the list of things that we need to do uh, when you retire and I finally get to do this full time is play Dead Space. But the reason we need to play Dead Space is specifically for the audio that the game has built into it. Like, I feel the same way about Dead Space. I'm, I'm, I, I think it's a great story, but, but the audio, I think, is what sells Dead Space. I'm not interested in, in trudging through a ton of heart, uh, dark hallways killing monsters just because I can. Sure. You know? Yeah, it, it definitely has to be more compelling to that. And I think Dead Space did a good job of that. I would imagine Callisto Protocol will as well. I, it's going to be a massive uh, hit for the, the, that community like it's going to be a big deal overall it is a little bit limited in its you know appeal <laughs> but at the same time the people that it appeals to are going to go crazy for it i think it's going to be a game of the year contender kind of title you know like it's going to be up there on those lists and and everything else and so uh good on them and it looks super cool like it just visually is very very cool so um let me see a couple there's a ton uh, again, we're not going to hit them all. Uh, just a couple to mention. I got to mention this one because uh, we saw it at E3 too. And it just, uh, the more I see of it, the less interested I am in it. That's high on life. Uh, this is the one with the talking guns. Uh, yeah. just, uh, <laughs> just cringy, awful. Like, uh, apparently the, one of the guys behind it is, uh, one of the guys behind Rick and Morty, which I've never got into. Rick and Morty has like this huge cult following. Uh, I, I, I've, 
I've always thought like I just need to give it a chance just to see, but I've not. And this is not encouraging me to give it a chance because no. this is just not my humor. It's not my thing. It's and just... and this, this was one of those cringy moments that I'm talking about with Jeff. Like he, he's like trying to hop up the trailer and then he runs the trailer and then he goes, isn't that awesome? And I'm going, <laughs> no. Did you see the same not... thing I saw? Like, we're crying out loud. Like, we're we're adults, right? We like to drink. We yeah, like to have fun. For sure. We're 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 not a, we're not opposed to getting modified in certain ways. Yes. Uh, do, do, doing doing it safely. I I I we're not at all opposed to that. We're not those people. But this really feels like something that to really enjoy you just have to be baked out of your mind yeah and i'm just not really into that like i think that's a genre like i think that's like the rick and morty thing to a, a huge extent too like and that's fine like if that's your thing by all means i am i am not going to uh to to uh uh look down at anybody that that's the way that they like unwind at the end of the day you get high and you play high on life and there you go yeah. But it's not my thing. Uh, and so uh, just I, I get it, but it's not my thing. So um, I, I, I'll, I'll mention it here. Uh, there was one more. Now I've lost it uh, that I was kind of like, but uh, we'll get back to it, baby. Uh, Hideo Kojima has a podcast. That was a fun little thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was not expecting Hideo Kojima to show up and go, hey, I got a podcast, guys, uh, which, you know. Well, that's all we need is more competition in the podcast space. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> everybody has a podcast at this point. Um, it was just the uh, perfect thing. Like, Kadeo Kojima, cool. What are we going to get? Oh, he has a podcast. Cool. He's sitting in front of a really cool SSL console, though. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, like, that a nice recording awesome. studio. Like, I was geeking out about that side of it. If you're using that board to record a podcast, uh, you're doing it a little more intensely than you need to. <laughs> and he, he, had, he had Spotify logos up on the screen. Right, yeah. Like, like yeah, it looked really cool. It was. I really dug that. But I thought, here's, here's the thing. We love that guy. And and I I feel this way about a lot of podcasts. You listen to way more podcasts than I do because you have a commute. Yes. But 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 no offense to anybody. If anybody asks me to listen to your podcast, yes, I'm gonna listen to your podcast and and tell you what I think. But after that one episode, I'm probably I'm probably <laughs> gonna go do something else. Like I, I know what we sound like when we do this show, and I'm I'm not like I don't really like. It seems like I should really enjoy listening to video game podcast. Yep, I I really don't. Yeah, because that I think, and I think that's why we do this. So differently, I think, than most of the other ones, because it's not really like I can get PTI is a great example. Okay. I love Pardon the Interruption because I can get all the sports news that I need every day in 22 minutes, right? Somebody invents that podcast for video games. <laughs> I'm all over it. 
Yes. I don't want to sit and listen to two guys that sound like us or four guys or six guys that sound like us for an hour and a half every day. I just don't. Okay? I don't. I, I'm 100% with you. Uh, I listen to one other video game podcast on a semi-regular basis, which is Triple Click, which I, I enjoy, but it's yeah. three people uh, doing essentially the same thing. But it, it, it's just funny because it's like, you know what? I really hate people that do what we do. But I, I I listen to a lot of podcasts, but I listen to sports podcasts and I listen to politics podcasts. Like I don't listen to gaming podcasts. Yeah. Much, so uh because it is weird when you do something and you hear other people do it, you're like, oh, that's uh you know, like that's this not is, what we do. But no. I, I'm going to at some point listen to Hideo Kojima's uh podcast because there is an English version of it. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how the if it's just a direct translation or whatever if it's a different version of, i don't know uh but i'm gonna pick it up at some point because i'm just interested to see what he's doing uh but uh, yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you there so uh, one and- game we got to talk about for a little bit is lies of p uh this was the game that won that uh, talk about those cringy awards the most anticipated uh playstation game i think while at the same time it's a day one release to game pass for what it's worth um so it, it was those awards were super weird like what's your most anticipated uh uh playstation game here's four playstation games that you probably aren't aware of and god of war is not on this you know like it was just no. bizarre whatever anyway liza p i think was the one i won that if it's not it was one that had a lot of hype coming in like i heard people talking about it and I didn't know anything about it. It's a Pinocchio game. Liza P uh, is, is Pinocchio. And it's like this weird, like mature take on like the Pinocchio story that you're playing this like puppet boy in this city of like nightmares. And you're trying to find Geppetto. And it's I so it's so, so weird. <laughs> basically, what you're saying is it's American McGee's Alice. Yeah, back it feels in the day, very similar with, to that to me. But yes. with Pope Pinocchio, yes, which I will play that again on the list of stuff that we have to play together. American McGee's Alice is still one of those yeah. that, like, like that thing is legendary. Yes, and, and this has the potential to be that. I think it does, and it has like the steampunk aesthetic which looks very cool. Like I yeah. can't imagine myself, you know, uh, a month ago saying, you know what looks cool? This Pinocchio game, but this <laughs> Pinocchio game visually looks really cool. Like it just is a fascinating, weird thing that like, it's both like, you know, it's got this action element to it with these boss fights that it kind of shows off, but it's also like, obviously like, some of the premise behind it is going to be character interaction and this idea that you've got to like lie your way out of situations because you're Pinocchio. And that's like kind of the whole thing with Pinocchio. And so like, it just, it's so weirdly fascinating to me. And I'm so interested to see what becomes of this game uh, coming out sometime next year. And we'll be day one on game pass, which is super cool uh, that we'll, we'll let, have let access me, to it. Day one. Let me, let me just say this, that that is, infinitely more interesting to me than she hulk on disney plus <laughs> like, like I, I just if you're gonna take a, a character 
something and do something with it. Like I'm way more into that than that thing that I haven't seen a single episode of She-Hulk yet. Apparently it's okay, but yeah, like, I've heard decent things about it. But like, it, yeah, like my trying to get excited about it, it just hasn't happened yet. It, it hasn't. And I, I've, I've been watching some stuff on Disney that we'll talk about at the end of the show. Uh, but, but like, this would be a very interesting way to do Pinocchio, not only in games, but in whatever type of media that you want to do. I'd be in on all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what they do with it and excited, which is again a weird thing to say about a Pinocchio game. But hey, why not? So uh last one we'll mention again. We skipped over a ton. So if there's anything we we did talk about you want us to talk about, let us know. Gamingunsensored at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter or wherever else. Um, uh, but the the kind of last thing, the uh, wait, there's one more thing, uh, was the uh, re-reveal <laughs> because this game was uh announced like six years ago or something like that, a long time ago, of Dead Island 2. Uh Dead Island was this kind of like surprise hit. Thing, very flawed game but also like uh had had a big following and was kind of cool it came out in the era of like zombie things you know like when like very early in the walk that Dead was saints and, row and that kind of thing yeah, yeah it was around that same time uh and then there was a big you know announced trailer for dead island 2 at e3 several years ago that got everybody super excited and it just went quiet for you know six years or whatever it's been uh it is back uh it is still looks Coolish. I don't know what we're going to get out of it, but we'll see. It's like one of those, like, it looks like it's probably going to be like a solidly like 75 to 85 on Metacritic kind of game. And that, that's probably not awful. Maybe some just dumb fun. Uh, and coming out the 3rd of February. So it's really not that far out either, uh, as long as it stays on that release date, which uh, again, don't take that to the bank. Uh, but uh, Dead Island 2 coming, and that's kind of cool, you know? I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like here's here's the thing. I I love the concept of Dead Island. Like, there's nothing that's not there's smashing zombies is never not fun. Like, yes, it doesn't. It doesn't matter what weapon it is. It doesn't matter who you are as a but. Like, that's really fun. Here's the thing. Um, I watched like six seasons of The Walking Dead right up until uh, right up until Carl died. Yeah. And then I quit. I can't tell you why I quit. I just like I don't have time for this. And then I watched four seasons of Fear the Walking Dead, which is Apparently still going, by the way. And if you ask me, if you pump me full of truth, sir, and you ask me, I think I probably like Fear the Walking Dead better than I like The Walking Dead. Either way, that stuff's still going on AMC. And I I keep thinking to myself, I really need to get back into that because I need to see what happens. I, I need to know what's going on. But I'm just not feeling that right now. I'm just like the 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 world, uh, and I don't want to overstate this because we we say this almost every show. You and I, you and I are extraordinarily blessed 
as as compared to most of the world, like we said in our our houses with our comfort, and you turn on the TV and it's like <laughs> chaos, you know? Right. And and like I I'm not like I'm not into playing that right now. Um, and I feel the same way about the uh, the last season of The Walking Dead Telltale Game. I, I have it. I've started it twice. And that's one of those things that whenever you're here next, we need to slap that on our list to like play immediately because that's something that we both need to play. And I have more. I have more faith that we will get through it as a show than I have either one of us getting through it separately. Yeah. Right. Yes. I, I'm just not in that zone right now. Yeah. The 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 whole like zombie thing just got saturated, and like it was super cool. And The Walking Dead really, you know, like led it for a while. Like The Walking Dead, it's hard to like looking back on it now. It, it the the like cultural sensation that it was <laughs> like right. it's hard to to explain but it was such a massive deal and such a you know like uh it, it like it was what game of thrones was like three years before game of thrones was that you know like it, it predated what that big thing with game of thrones was and it and it just feels like once you kind of got done with that because i'm the same way i made it not to the end, I, I I saw the end of Rick in in like his story. Yeah, see, I haven't got that far. Uh, and and then it just like I know it's there. I know I can go watch it, but I just am not compelled to go watch it. You know, and that's the kind of like it, it kind of bled into everything else zombie related too. You know, it's just kind of like okay, I've had my fill of zombie stuff, and so I don't know if like Dead Island two coming now is great for it because it's going to be after that kind of hump or if we're so far down on the other side of that hump that just everybody's gonna be like oh zombies like who does zombies anymore that's dumb you know well i i think like i said the 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 only the thing that's gonna keep it afloat is that it doesn't matter whether you're really into that stuff or not smashing a zombie's face in is fun it like, is like like that that is that is that is some serious stress relief that you can't really get anywhere else, you know? That's that's uh, fair. Uh but you can get it a billion other places. That's the problem, right? Is <laughs> that there's you can fire up whatever you want to fire up right now and find a zombie game still. Like it just yeah. it's such a saturated field. So uh all that said, Gamescom was uh was fascinating. Love to see uh content. Again, we, we talk about this a lot, even if it's not content that is our kind of content, it's still great to see content, and plenty of it is our kind of content. So um that said, I'm gonna fly through just a couple of things here from the show notes from the rest of it. But again, gaminguncensored.com uh, to see the stuff that we don't get to. Uh Starfield, according to Bethesda, is twice the size of Bethesda's biggest game, uh, which they don't specify which game they're talking about there, A, which is uh yeah. maybe it is in the the full interview but in this story it's not uh real, but real B, quick, sorry go ahead i i just have to mention when i saw that you know what my immediate thought was huh. my immediate thought was i have steam just told me that i have 75 hours in fallout 4 and i haven't even like i haven't even really started the story yet <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, I'm still in the northern part of the map. Like, I don't know what's going on. I'm liberating communities and <laughs> doing all that stuff. And I look up and I got 75 hours involved. I don't need a bigger game. Yes. I love you guys, but I don't need a bigger game. That, Thank you. That was my B. Uh, <laughs> it's that big is it better. Uh, you don't have to make giant games for them to be good, compelling games. And so we'll see there. Uh, also said that it's going to have a, a really heavy, heavy emphasis on philosophy uh and it's going to be this kind of you know like it's going to be a game that makes you think and that kind of stuff which could be very cool also could be very dumb uh, and i just <laughs> like i am pumped about starfield and until i play it and i hate it i'm gonna anticipate that i'm gonna really enjoy it uh but uh, like this stuff isn't making me super excited about it uh but i mean uh, philosophical games could be cool so make it philosophical just that, like at the same time uh let me uh shoot people in the head you know like find that balance yeah i mean that's <laughs> uh, i i i really wanted to be good because you may not know this about either one of us and it's taken us a couple of years to kind of figure this out about ourselves but end of the day, we're space geeks. We all are. of us are like yeah. we're we're space geeks, and that's what I'm excited about. This for is space. Don't start talking to me about uh, you know uh, a deep philosophical <laughs> thing. I want space. Like yeah. I, I am space. a person that loved Interstellar, and this game yes. reminds me so much of Interstellar, except for when it got like super like philosophical in it you know like it just has that one part where it gets like this really like weird like we're all living inside our heads kind of thing and you're like oh that, that's not <laughs> the cool space thing i was looking for that just got weird you know and like that's like if you are build a game around that aspect of interstellar like what justice are we yes exactly like give me the interstellar that's the cool space stuff without the like super like give me some philosophy like i'm i'm all about uh you know making me think in a game but when you do it just to like make you like screw with your head kind of thing like I, it just uh, I, who, who I don't guy? have time for that anymore I don't smoke pot uh, and that's the thing you know <laughs> like if you're high and playing a game and it's that kind of stuff great it's just I'm not interested in that ooh, ooh, I'm so mad that I can't come to my brain but but Ted and Bill and Ted what is that guy's name uh, 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 not, you got me not Keanu Reeves right right guy. right yeah uh, uh, I could picture him um, but, 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 can't tell you but he, he, he has a line that I think they could really use where him and Keanu Reeves are talking about future us's. Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> if we're going to talk about future us's, you need, you need Bill and Ted to step on the stage and be like, okay, dudes, okay, we're, we're, we're going into space and it's going to be about future us's. You want to do that? I'm in. Like, yeah. let, let's do that. Yeah, um, for sure. Alex Winner, by the way. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Google it just to make sure because it's going to bug me too. So uh, there you go. Uh, a couple other things. Uh, PlayStation 5 price has increased 
No news on a price and cut yet, but it has gone up. Luckily, uh, at least again for our uh, uh, American bubble, not in America, uh, but in other places, including in Europe, uh, in Japan, uh, in Australia, in Canada, uh, in Mexico, in China. Um, because of supply chain issues and all that kind of stuff is the rationale behind it. Uh, Sony has increased the price uh, in select markets. Uh, I don't remember. Did we talk about it on the show? I don't know if we talked about this with Oculus, uh, the the uh, Quest, uh, Meta Quest uh, price went up because uh, they we increased their price without any feature updates. So that's just such a, like, we just don't ever see that happen that you get a, a product that they do go, oh, we're going to charge you more for it now, but we're not going to give you anything new about it. I get it with supply chains, like everybody's struggling with that kind of stuff, but man, like that is just a like, screw you to consumers to say, oh, you so, haven't bought one yet? Well, if you're going to buy one now, you're going to spend, you know, 50 bucks more on it. Well, here's what it is. And I don't want to get too deep into this because get depressing, but that's essentially what's going on in the grocery store right now. Like, like you go to the grocery store, uh, stuff has gone up. You're paying more money for the, the same or smaller versions of the stuff that you used to buy. Sure. Everything is going up, right? Like, so yeah, it is a total screw you. Um, I put a new rig together, which we really need to, we really need to seriously talk about building because the more that I think about it, I really don't want to move my rig at my parents' house to my house. And if I'm about to be at my house semi full time, I need a gaming rig because I love this Mac Studio, but it ain't going to get it. Yeah. Uh, so I, that, but the point that I, the point that I was making on that, at least right now, the rig that I put together that I sent you is cheaper than the one that we built six years ago. I don't expect it to stay that way forever. And so I'm really looking at it going, okay, I need to go ahead and build this instead of moving, you know, the one from my parents' house. Sure. And I don't know the answer. My point with all of this is I, I'm not shocked. Like. If this were 10 years ago on this show, we would have gone off for a half hour. What are you doing, Facebook? You're stupid. You're screwing your user base. Man. All that. No, we're in a different space now. Everything is going up. It's not okay. I'm not okay with it. It totally sucks, but I'm not shocked either. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. The, the, Thing that's different to me is that these are items that have fixed prices for the most part you know like right you go to the grocery store you pay a different price for stuff every time you go recently all those prices are going up but those are variable cost things you know like it depends on supply chain and all these things that are are relevant here too but it's a much more transient kind of uh economy than what a video game console typically is but maybe that's changing. Maybe that's not going to be something that we see as constant going forward, because especially if, you know, Sony continues to sell units in these markets and go, OK, well, we can up the cost or, or the price of it. Maybe we just have some more fluctuations in our price on a regular basis, like, you know, 
uh, beef at the grocery store does or whatever, and people still pay for it because they still want this product, it may become a new normal. It just hasn't ever been a normal in this space. Um, but but I will tell you if that happened, you know, we we had uh, remember the 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 uh, Kevin Butler days when Sony was trying to come back from a crash because they did, you know. <laughs> but that was still a fixed price. They just right. started way too high. Right, right. But but my point is, if they start jacking around with it and yes. people like Facebook are like, hey, we can charge 50 bucks more and people will buy it. I mean, yeah, they'll buy it for a while and then it's going to come back on you. Yes, for sure. Uh, especially with, Facebook, like I just, they're they're already so underwater with their uh, uh, customer approval. But this could be the reason to bring back Kevin Butler for Sony, right? Like, let's start screwing with some stuff to get some bad PR, and then we get Kevin Butler commercials again. I'm I'm not opposed. Yeah. To that. <laughs> like, I don't want to have to be screwed over to get there. But if like you're going to screw us over, at least bring Kevin Butler back as part of the equation, because I do miss aren't Kevin you, Butler. Aren't you glad that I pulled his name right out of my head? That like, is impressive. Um, yeah, I was really yeah, good. I was like, I, I really thought I was gonna have a moment there, like, what's that guy's name? But no, it just popped right up. We couldn't think of Alex Winter, but Kevin Butler, we were on top of. So. If if we can get Kevin Butler and uh and uh and uh Grand Theft Auto guy, uh <laughs> <laughs> Jack Johnson <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you how quickly I can recall this name off the top of my head. Grand Theft Auto guy. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. You did. That was good. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an amazing moment. We haven't talked about Jack in a long time. This, so this, this, this right here, this the last thirty seconds <laughs> is why we do this show. Okay, that's why. We do this show. Yes. Um, yeah. But that anything that we can do to get those two guys back, yeah, I'll take. Yes, a hundred percent. Uh Nintendo is supposed to have a, a direct coming up. By the way, Sony's supposed to have a state of play coming up. Uh, Ubisoft has a new uh Assassin's Creed game that got leaked, so they uh, uh announced it uh, essentially and have a UB direct or whatever they call them coming up. It's gonna be lots of news over the next few weeks. Uh but Nintendo specifically here uh has a rumored direct uh that the rumors of the rumored direct are interesting enough to bring them up here are a Zelda Wind Waker remaster and a Metroid Prime remaster, which Nintendo's being on this kind of remaster kick. Uh, we talk about Wind Waker a lot. It's just a, a phenomenal uh, and sometimes overlooked Zelda title, very different from the rest of the franchise, but, but a game that we both adore. And Metroid Prime is fantastic. And with Metroid Prime 4 coming someday, uh, would be a, a really good time for a remaster there. That, that I, like, I get tired of the remaster stuff all the time, but those are two games that a remaster of make a lot of sense I, to me. I will say that I want a prime remaster. I don't so much want a Wind Waker remaster. I love I love Wind Waker because that's how we started. But yeah. we, we talk about how this show started. That's how you and I started before this show was even a thing. So I love Wind Waker. I don't I don't want to play it again. Like <laughs> we 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 can't even make the time to get through the new Zelda title that we're 
10 hours into yeah. it. It's not new we, anymore. That was like four we, years ago. We promised you guys we were going to play, and we did, sort of. We did. We put a chunk of time uh, into it, and then it just died. Yes. Uh, uh, that's fair. And I will say this about Wind Waker 2. It holds up really well. Like, yes. that's a when I think of games that need a remaster, it's because they're really good games that aesthetically don't hold up as well. So but we talked about Wind Waker a ton at the time uh, because yeah. it was one of the first games you and I played together. But that cell shaded style of it uh, is still cool. Like, I mean, a remaster just to bring it into like a new generation who hasn't played it before, I, I think would be great. I'm I'm with you. I don't need to play it again. But it's such a good game that I would love to expose a, a new generation to it who haven't experienced it before. But see, what's the difference? Because when you said Prime Remaster, I was like, yep, I'll take that. Because <laughs> it could benefit from a visual update. Because it's more photorealistic, even though it's not technically photorealistic. Like, you could make that game sexier. Like, yes. without, uh, you know, it's not a stretch to make that game sexier. I don't know, I, like, I would worry of doing much to Wind Waker because it's so much easier to just make it worse. You know, like, right. it's much harder to improve upon. Metroid Prime, you could definitely improve upon. Like, it's such a good game, but it could look a lot better in modern technology and, and be killer with better aesthetics, more modern gameplay, but the same story and, and flow and all that stuff. Can we get some voice acting, please? That I, would also I want, be very good. I, I want the, uh, I, I don't even want voice acting. I want the, 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 I can't think of a better reference than this. I want the MacGyver slash Grey's Anatomy slash Inside <laughs> Samus's head, yes, dialogue thing. That's what I want for Metroid Prime Remake. Give me that of yeah. her going through this and just like stuff going through her head. I, I, I want that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, speaking of uh, newsy things, events that are coming up, uh, I tease Cyberpunk. Uh, uh, they're doing a new <laughs> Night City Wire for Cyberpunk. <laughs> for I don't know what they're announcing. I'm sure DLC finally or something. Uh, there's also this Netflix series, uh, right? It's on Netflix, I think. Uh, that's supposed to be cool. Um, and I, I bring all this up because uh, I have not played a ton of games uh, over the past uh, few weeks. I've played a chunk of Arcade Paradise, which has been mostly just... I running. saw it. Did you get my message? <laughs> I saw your message. I have no idea when you sent that message or when I saw it even relative to that because it was just sitting running on my computer pretty constantly because I just pick it up here and there when I was sitting there. Uh, it, it's a game that it's like you can't just like quick save. Like you got to save at the end of the day. And so if you want to save and exit, you got to end the day. And so I was just like, oh, I just got to leave it running because it doesn't. Anyway, all that to say, uh, I got to the point where I could like actually play something and put some thought into something. And I have like 20 games in progress. And I'm like, which of these games am I going to pick up that I'm in the middle of? Uh, and it was Cyberpunk is what I picked up. And so I put in, you know, uh, three or four hours into Cyberpunk the past few days. Because uh, I really, it's it's a good game. And it's like constantly frustrating because after picking it up, like I've ran into 27 bugs. And I'm just like, ah, that's awful. But the game is so fascinating and the world is so cool. And so I just I'm, am still I'm holding out hope for this game and going to play it uh, be, whether or not it's ever going to achieve. It's obviously not ever going to get to what it could have been, uh, but it's going to keep me compelled uh, in some way forever. 
I, I'm so glad you brought that up because the, the, this was where I was going to go with my Fallout update because, you know, that's the, the new thing on this show now. I'm finally playing <laughs> Fallout 4, so we do a Fallout We're both playing old games week. at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> and and I, what I want to say about that is I installed my 26 mod, but... So I have 26 miles running, but it wasn't what I ranted about. Uh, And so I have 26 miles running on Fallout 4. And for this week, for the first time, I see what they were trying to do. I see what the the devs were trying to make happen. Be in in the sense of the overall larger game with all the communities and linking things together and having provisioners and defending these communities, like I see what they were trying to do, and it was re- it's really cool. It just took me twenty six user created mods to get there, and and when I say I get it. Two of these uh, communities that I have, uh, what, what's the word, like um, repatriated, <laughs> are, are farms. Yeah. And so I have like two farms to like grow food and, and like it, that, that are actually worth defending. And I'm like, wow, this is really. This is a really cool idea, and it's not like the whole defense thing is not that hard. I've just learned to have like triple whatever the whatever the amount of food and people that I have, I just triple that defense number. So if I have ten people, I have like forty defense, whether that's machine guns or whatever it is, and you don't really get bothered that much. And and when you figure out what they were trying to do, it's really cool. And the reason I bring this up is that Duff sends me a text with a game that I don't even know the name of now, but it's got like a 91 on Metacritic. And he said, it's not twitchy. You really need to play it. And it's one of those Japanese games that we may or may not ever get to. But I said, I'm neck deep in Fallout 4 right now. I'm not playing anything else. And he says, I'm playing Fallout 76 with a friend and I'm really digging it. And I thought, Wow, like for Duff to say, like, we that almost makes it where we have to, you talked about going to pick it up. For Duff to say that he was playing that with a buddy and really digging it, now you and I kind of got to go pick it up. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, I did not expect that to come out of his mouth. Yeah. But apparently yep. it's pretty good. It, it apparently it's had enough time to get pretty good, right? Which is kind of the same thing with Cyberpunk, is that it just came out in a really broken state and has gotten better. Now, Cyberpunk is still pretty broken. Um, but the narrative is cool. The gameplay is fun. Like, all the the ingredients are there if you can just look past, you know, like 
finding a hair in your soup or whatever, you know, yeah. to, to take that uh, analogy a little too far. Um, it, it, it's, uh, if you could get past that, like it's a pretty good experience. And so, yeah, I think fallout 76 may be a lot the same way, but we gotta give it some time. So, yes, uh, really quick, uh, releases, uh, the big one is the last of us. Part one, uh, is now out, uh, getting good reviews as you would expect. It's a great game and it looks prettier now. And so no big surprises there. Um, try to think if there's anything else uh that was really big um that one uh obviously is pretty big immortality the new uh sam barlow uh fmv game uh is out also you on know game what Pass. i think that may have been it can't be what he was talking about it might have been i mean that would not be twitchy at all i did fire this up on game pass for half hour or so just to check it out and it's super cool uh, it's again, it's Sam Barlow. And so you, you either like it or you don't, uh, it's a kind of, uh, thing, uh, about it. Um, but it's, you know, you're, you're just looking through these like movie reels and trying to find clues and figure out, you know, piece this, uh, story together or whatever has a 93. Uh, and so it's up there it's and it's probably, on game pass. So if you have game pass, I, go play yeah, it. I, gotta, I, that's probably what it was. I gotta go look. So. Yeah. I, <clears throat> you gotta try it so here that's, we go. that's worth looking at again uh tiny kin is another one getting good reviews uh and it's also on game pass we saw this at e3 uh this kind of cute little uh reminded me a little bit of like lemmings uh when we saw it uh like a, a very modern kind of reimagining of that little creatures that you have to make do stuff for you and they all have like different jobs or whatever i haven't played that one yet but it's also on game pass beautiful thing about game pass we just get a bunch of games that you can try and see if you dig so now uh, we need is time okay, yes that's what we need. <laughs> and then uh yeah we can play games so uh go by gamebeatscissor.com like i said there's a, a quite a bit of stuff we didn't get to go by the facebook page go by the website because he's right there's a ton of stuff we didn't get to and there's no real guarantee that we're going to do a show next week. Right. Um, <laughs> so you definitely probably need to do that. Um, there, there's there's lots of stuff going on, lots of stuff to see. Uh, I, I'm really happy about the state of the industry right now. Just lots of stuff going on. For sure. Keeps me, keeps me kind of mentally balanced, like I said. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. So definitely go by the website. Definitely go by the Facebook, by the Twitter. Uh, leave us a voicemail, 509-GAME-210. <laughs> Help us because, keep that phone number working. Yeah. <laughs> it's because, ours, dang it. Yes, it is. I really just want to send Google uh, a voicemail. It's like, hey, how much do you want for it? Because <laughs> 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 it really is. Hours. Yes. Uh, we that, we we will play uh whatever crazy message that you leave on this show at some point. Yes. Uh I I miss the segments on this show. I I'm I'm ready for your uh daughter to well I'm not ready. I'm really depressed <laughs> about it, but but I'm excited about the fact. Uh, that that she has uh, started school and has things going on. We talked about that last show, and I see the time in our future when we can go back to an hour and a half or two hours and actually have time to run segments on this show. Right. Uh, so 
I I would like to get back to doing that. I really miss the segments on this show. We we don't talk about it enough, but you guys are the reason we do the We don't do this to listen to ourselves talk. Right. As we established earlier, uh, we kind of think this is dumb. Yeah. So, (laughs) so yeah, definitely leave us a voicemail, 509 Game 210. Other than that, I don't think there's anything else. Is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. I'm Jamie, that's Tommy, and for one more week, we're Gaming Uncensored, and we are out. Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to GamingUncensored at gmail.com. And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored.